Hey you guys, it's Luis. And there's no Tommy. He is out today. And it's just me. And I'm here with your favorite podcast, A Safe Way Out. So, this idea for this episode I'm recording right now has been in my head for a while. I'm like, okay, so what happens when you get somebody that's interested in relationships, it's interested in like, you know, all the attachment stuff, but you're all by your wee self. Like, what happens? What does that look like? And that's what I thought today could be about. So whenever you work with somebody like individually or you're just working on yourself and you're thinking, okay, what about my half of the relationship? It's important to start out from the space of our mental health is directly related to the connections we allow in our life. The people you allow at your table. I heard this therapist describe it to me once as like, um, when it comes to boundaries and relationships, it's like, it's like a house. You're letting them into your house. There's some people you let, you don't even talk to in your front yard. They need to stay on the street. There's some people that get to sit on the porch. There's some people that come in all the way inside and have dinner with you. And there's some people that you allow into your bedroom, right? And these are the people I talk about when I say like allowing someone into your circle, because the closer you let someone into your life, the more it's going to impact you. I suppose here is also a good spot to mention of, of how the research that Sue Johnson has done and John Bowlby, Michael Michelanza. Then there's this lady that I just can't remember everybody's name, you guys. If I met them, I probably would. But, you know, I'm just a little nerdling in, in Washington State. So um, what they found is that there's always a one person that we attach with the most. So... There will always be like a number one attachment, no matter what you do in life. So it's important to remember that when you start contemplating like, who are you allowing in your life? And who are you like attaching to like automatically? Like this is just your person and you don't have like a lot of say in it because that will have the biggest impact on you, I think. Like out of all the attachments you have because these are the attachments that like you you build your energy around like you if you're so for example if you feel very insecure with your person your main person it's not going to make you show up more confidently in other places if anything you're just going to feel more and more like you're on your own and nobody's going to help you out and that's that's a crummy feeling but if you if you're a number one person you feel confident with them you're like okay wait like if, if, if there's like a stock market crash and all my money goes away or if I lose my job, um, I'm going to have my person. And no matter how stressful it is, I'll be able to get through that. That's the kind of stuff that builds the confidence. That's when you're able to approach work and life from this space of like, it's okay to take risks. Because if you, if you take a risk and you get hurt, you have somebody that's going to help you repair and be okay. So then... When contemplating your own mental health and seeing it from this perspective of like, what's going to help me the most, it's understanding these attachments. Tommy and I decided to name our practice Cultivate Connection Counseling because we love attachment theory. And when it comes to love relationships or just friendships, it's something you actively cultivate. Like it isn't something that falls out of the sky. It's something that you have to work on because nobody, I think that, I think my favorite way of saying it is nobody is born like packaged ready to love me. Like nobody, nobody was born like, oh yeah, I know exactly how to love Luis. Like 
I've been through my own set of experiences. I've had, I've had things that make me feel very loved and I've had some very unpleasant experiences. So whoever wants to be close with me would need to be able to understand and make room for what are those things? What are the things that make Luis feel loved? What are the things that make Luis feel pushed away and alienated? And the people that are willing to put that effort into the relationship with you are going to be willing to try and understand that. And on that same line, along that same line, the people that are going to allow you to like into their inner circle and, oh no, wait, I was trying to say it backward. The people you, God, what am I trying to say? See, it's good to have Tommy here because then he can start saying, you're sounding a little, a little off right now. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is that the way you teach people about that also has to do with your own attunement to yourself. Like, how can you, as a person, teach um, other people to love you if you don't even know how to love you? So, like, your work on yourself, your attunement to yourself, also has a direct correlation with your ability to connect with other people. I don't know if you guys have seen this quote bouncing around social media, but... The quote is something like, um, the relationship with yourself uh, colors the relationship with others. So like, you knowing you is what's going to help other people love you. Something, something fun to think about in this space, I would say, is the idea that like, if you don't, if you don't know you, right? If you don't know what you need, like, what is it that you need when you get sad or when you get stressed, the person, the people that are gonna know how to love you there are gonna be able to say things like, let's help you figure it out or let's let's sort out what your need is here because that's what your need is. If you don't know what your need is, then that means your need is to figure out what is going on there. Like what is the need that you have? And if the people in your life don't know how to say that to you, it might be important to teach them to say, hey, when I get to this space, when I start considering my career choices and I don't know what I'm going to study for college, I need help figuring out what I need help in because I don't know what the help looks like and I need help figuring that out because life comes with all these different options and decisions and choices and sometimes we can get overwhelmed with all of it. And just because you don't know exactly what you need doesn't mean you're beyond help. If anything, that's just your starting space. So then if we're taking this idea of mental health, like what is it that makes you okay? We consider your attachments, your relationships. Because when I say attachments, I mean relationships. There's a part of me that worries that I use the term attachment and it comes off like, I mean, the attachment to your car or the attachment to music. But like, I'm talking about your relationships. I'm talking about connections. So you consider your connections with people. And then when you start to consider your primary connection, that's like a wonderful place to start because a good questions to ask yourself in that state are, is my husband willing to hear me when I'm sad? Do I feel like my husband is willing to hear me when I'm sad? Because another thing that could be happening is that your husband could very much love you and he just doesn't know, oh, this, like, when she says it like this, she needs me to show up in this way. Otherwise, she doesn't know I'm listening. And those are the kinds of key conversations that are important to have because that's what builds security. Because then if your husband knows, no, 
when when my person gets sad, I know what they need is is a hug or they need like a cookie or whatever the heck it is, right? And that's the kind of thing that builds security between two people that want to be closer together. They want to be able to understand each other. And this is what determines like the quality of your relationship and ultimately your own mental health. Like, are you going to feel okay being in a relationship with this person? And is it going to last? Is it going to be resilient? Because that's what is going to like these kinds of attunements, like being able to say, okay, when, when my husband gets stressed out, I know he needs, he needs physical touch. I need to go hold his hand and tell him, Hey, we're going to, we're going to figure out how to get through this month's budget. Like if you know that he's going to feel more secure. Whereas if you don't know something like that, and then you get to a stressful point in your guys's lives, and then you end up having a giant argument, it's going to be harder to bounce back from that. If you don't know these things about your partner, because like you could think, Oh, physical touches was going to make him feel the best. But I've worked with people that when you touch them, it's like a bigger turnoff. They're like, uh, nope, don't even, nope. What I need to hear is that you're going to help me figure this out. Or I need a cup of coffee or a cup of tea or something. And knowing these things about your primary attachment is what's going to build that closeness. See, so when you take this kind, this kind of strategy of like approaching your main relationship, and then you consider how many relationships can a person have? Well, this is what ends up happening. You only have so much space in your head. Like your space is this, your, your brain is as big as your two fists put together. I'm like doing it right now. Like you guys can see me or something, but like, that's how big your head is. So there's only so much space to have close relationships that are like, that you can collect that much information about, you know what I mean? And if you're one of those people that you can internalize large amounts of information and you're like, girl, I got this. Like, I know how to take care of all 12 of the people in my life. Then, hey, good for you. And just, just know that this is the kind of thing that needs to happen. Not to say that it's impossible either. I mean, we have a lot of friends. It's just, it determines, the closeness is determined by the attunement a person can have with one or another, if that makes any sense. Like being able to to express what it is you need in a certain kind of space. It's what's gonna determine the kind of closeness you'll end up having with a person and how close they'll end up with you. Because while we're on this topic, there's one-way attachments and there's two-way attachments. So like an example of a one-way attachment is like a mom and her kid. Like that's a one-way attachment. Like there's no way the kid is gonna be able to say, mom, I'm sorry you're stressed out about my dad cheating on you there's more men out there. You know what I mean? Like a kid doesn't have that kind of understanding. So it's that, that need, that comfort mom is going to need to get from a two-way attachment or a one-way attachment. Mom will either have to reach out to her therapist or her doctor or somebody that's like, you know, that's only there to take care of her or a two-way attachment, which is an example, like a relationship where it isn't one-sided. We make sure that we're, we're taking care of each other or something like, um, like I'm trying to think of another example of a two-way attachment. Well, I suppose friendships, right? Because or coworkers, like you're showing up for each other. Of course, a coworker doesn't know the intimate details of like this is how this person likes to have sex because you know they're your coworker. But if it's your partner, your life partner, then yeah, they're gonna know the kind of things that make you feel good, or at least that's the kind of place we're aiming to to be at. Having said all that, I have to say, secure attachment is not like a Secure attachment is not a characteristic of a person. 
Like, because when I say secure attachment, I mean the the comfort of being able to say, hey, I feel stressed or knowing that your partner is going to be there for you. Like, that's what I mean by secure attachment. That isn't a characteristic that you get and like just that you attain and you just keep forever. Like, that's not how it works. The way secure attachment works is that it's more of a way of doing it. So my attachment with Tommy is, oh, because you guys know, right? It's the podcast. Um, Tommy and I don't always have secure attachment. Sometimes we miss, we miss a step and it's like, uh Oh, I really stepped in it. I think Tommy's not feeling secure with me or Tommy goes like, or I have to tell Tommy, Hey Tommy, like I don't feel secure with you right now. Or those kinds of things need to be said so that we can recalibrate and be like, Oh, let's regroup. How did I miss the boat here? What is it that you need? Can I meet that need? Or do we need to like call in help or, you know, phone a friend? Like what, what is it that we need in this kind of situation whenever you do have a need? So that's what I want to say about secure attachment because I think sometimes it can come off like, oh no, secure attachment is actually a characteristic. And once you get there, you win. Like it's the top of the mountain and woohoo. And it's not really like that at all. It reminds me of like kings of like in Egypt. And oh, you know what? A good example of the Black Panther. That's a good example because the Black Panther is something that like, it's like a mantle that you put on when you watch the movie. When you when you watch um, T'Challa go in first, and he gets he gets the Black Panther right, and then he eats that plant, and bam, the Black Panther's him. He, it's in him. And then after that, um, gosh, I'm trying to remember Michael B. Jordan's character, but I can't remember. Anyway, then Michael B. Jordan gets the Black Panther, unless I'm remembering all wrong. Gosh. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is that it's a mantle, like it's it's something that you put on, something that you work towards. It's not something that like oh, we've reached it and now we have secure attachment forever. It's not like it's, oh, we don't do that dance anymore. Like that's not, that's not realistic. It's not a characteristic. You work towards it and you constantly have it and you constantly have to work to have it. Like it's not like you want it. So I think I have talked that point to death. So then let's see, when it comes to secure attachments, well, I mean, when it comes to your own mental health, you have to consider what are your attachments? Like, where are you at um, in your connections with people? A best, a good place to start is to ask yourself, where are you with your main attachment, your number one person? And then f- after sorting that out, it'd be good to understand where are you at with your other relationships? Because sometimes we allow certain connections to be in our life that cause us stress and it messes with the whole system. Like it, not that it makes you want to cheat on your husband or something, but like it makes you like feel insecure with everything else in life. So a good example of seeing this, I think is from the perspective of work. Whenever you go work somewhere and there's people at your place of work, you are connected with them. And for example, your supervisor or your boss, you have an attachment with them now. It's what kind of attachment is it? I don't know. It depends on your boss and on you and the way that looks like in between you guys. And so then being mindful of these kinds of connections is very important because they are going to have an impact on your level of happiness, on your level of comfortability, on the things you feel like you can do or you can't do because you see these people day in and day out. So just because you didn't consciously say, yes, I will be close with all y'all, it doesn't mean that they won't be. These people, if they're like in proximity to you, they are now one of your attachments. And it doesn't mean that like now you have to take care of them and now you better water their garden and mow their lawn. And 
It just means being mindful of that is important because if you're going to approach your mental health from a, a objective place of being fair with yourself, you have to be careful of where are you putting your energy, who's taking energy from you, and that also helps when it comes to your mental health because in that sense, you're looking out for you. And that's what we want you to do, girl. We want you to look out for you. We want you to be happy because the more at peace you are with yourself, the better you can show up for the people around you. And just as a collective, the human race is better when any of us is in a better place. So I hope that today's episode was helpful. I hope that you eat your veggies and that if you have any questions, you let us know. Um, I'm not sure if I'll ever do one alone like this, but if I do... I'm sure you guys will find out. Anyway, thanks for letting me borrow your your ears. Hugs and kisses. Catch y'all next time.